While you're nodding to the sound of the beat, let me tell you how you can take your training and racing to the next level. Train Smooth offers a full online coaching service for as little as $60 per month. I also offer a membership coaching service for as little as $20 per month. And if it's only swimming you want, well, that's nice and simple. We provide full structured swim sessions every single week for as little as $10 per month. All you have to do is visit trainsmooth.com. G'day there, trendsetters. Welcome to episode 369. Oh, it's counting up, isn't it? Of the Train Smooth podcast. My name is Tim Egg. If you have any questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. On the home page there, it says submit your questions, or you can click contact, or you can just simply jump into your little email machine and type in tim at trainsmooth.com. And uh, just like Ben did, Ben, um, we answered a question of his just not that long ago, with a bit of a deep dive. Ben is a good man because he has more questions. And if you want to be a good person just like Ben, you need to come up with a question and, you know, send it through. I feel needed, loved, cared about. Oh, all my inadequacies seems to fly away when I get these questions come through. He writes, uh, he's got two more questions. The first one is, what is your view in the merit of compression socks? I've read that they help prevent fatigue and injuries. I wear them on my long runs and in my triathlons, but not sure if it's a mental sticky plastic given my history of calf injuries. So I'll answer that before we go to question two. I do believe they work. I really, really like them. Um, I wrote a blog about compression socks going back 300 years ago. And... I did a heap of tests when with, with them. I got different shape. I had different sizes and all sorts of things, and I w- would just smash my legs out on you know. Let's say I went for a run or whatever, and I, I'd smash my little legs out, and the, you knew they were going to be sore the next day. As soon as I could, I'd put one comp- You know, I did the one compression sock on one leg and nothing on the other leg. Obviously, you had to wear long pants around because you were going to look like an absolute simpleton. And the next day, I was significantly fresher in the leg with the compression sock on than I was without the compression sock on. I tried um, ones that were tighter on one leg than the ones on the other leg. So I tried various things. The ones I found, my personal experience, A, they work for recovery. B, they work... um, the, the tighter it is, the better I felt I recovered more from it. So from here on in, when my wife, go, generally when my wife, because she likes shopping, goes to Melbourne for her little shopping weekends away. She just got back the other week from a little shopping spree with my daughter. Um, it's, you know, do you need anything where the factory outlets? Yes, compression socks. She knows I, I, I need female large socks i always get the female ones because they're that little bit tighter and they fit my foot um and and they i just think they're the duck's guts just they're they're great um so you're doing the right thing you put them on for recovery you also mentioned you wear them during your long runs perfect especially if you've got calf problems so um it's probably not such a big thing if you were running on um trails or dirt roads or you know up what way they're really good for running on the roads when you're pounding that um 
Asheville. It's like it just takes away a bit of that vibration, which will help um, stabilize your your calf and prevent you know reoccurring calf injuries. Re, um, prevent, helps prevent and kicks back your um, you know for shin splints. So if you're not used to doing long runs or you're increasing volume, compression socks are really good for that. Someone like yourself where you've got the calf injury in the past and you're coming back, really recommend using them for that. For race day, here's a couple of things to keep in mind. Race day, it will increase your body temperature slightly. So if you're going to be racing in heat in a heated race, knowing that you're probably going to wanting to rip them off, you know, do your head in over them, they will incre- they will increase your body temperature slightly wearing them. Second of all, there was, and we're going back another three hundred years ago, where there was um, wind tunnel testing. Um, the 2XU or 2 times U, and it doesn't matter how you want to pronounce it, I call it 2XU, I keep getting corrected every time. The 2 times U compression calf guards, they're over 180 kilometres at, you know, in a wind tunnel testing, so I'm guessing it was the equivalent of cycling at 40 kilometres an hour, so you got to keep that in mind. Uh, they added 2 minutes onto your 180k bike, so you, you just keep that in mind. <laughs> Um, so I used to wear them during races, uh, but I, I, I won't wear them during races anymore because I, you know, I don't like the heat that very that very much, and I don't like um, being at the finishing line any later than needing to be. So um, you, got, you just got to keep that in mind, especially if it's warm. You, you don't really, yeah. You know. I remember doing Ironman Western Australia one year. I think it was my second. Yeah, so we're talking 2011 over there. Something like that it was. Um, I'm, I'm on the bike, and the thing about I'm in Western Australia, it's flat. It's a very, very you know, pancake flat course. But as you're going, um, the, the back part of the, you know, the laps, it's a, a lot of bush areas, and there's no wind there. It's completely windless, and you just... That's when a lot of people start overheating, because you, you know, at least on the run you've got that sea breeze. But you know, a few k's in, you just, gosh, where's some wind? I need need cooling down. This is brutal. So um, I remember just thinking, oh, should I pull over and rip them off? And I, I didn't. I just put up with it. But yeah, just keep that in mind. But yeah, I do do like compression socks here, a hundred percent right from from my point of view anyway. Uh, question two, although you don't subscribe to traditional heart rate zone training, do you believe that we should avoid zone three other than for race pace efforts closer to race as it's not hard enough to develop top speed slash VO2 max and it's too hard to develop cardiovascular system? Um, so I've got a, a few things thought patterns on this for starters you need to pick one training system and stick with it where people go wrong is they want to steal a bit from this guy and then they'll listen to a bald-headed turd like myself and go oh this makes sense i'll grab that bit and then they'll mix it over with this guy here who's got a different philosophy and grab it for that and all of a sudden they've got their own thing and it's probably not the um 
they're not doing themselves any favours, I guess you want to call it. They're, they're, they're running on, you know, five, six different training philosophies and trying to smash it all into the one hit. Where you So if you want to do heart rate training, and that's all good, you know, you, I would stick with that typical, you know, more heart rate training philosophy, and you're going to make gains out of it. Um so there, there is there is that. Um, I will say I don't do the heart rate training because there's a mostly I don't. I'll sometimes tell athletes to stick with a heart rate. Whether you know if we're doing math training, that's all purely heart rate. But that's you know probably closer to zone two if you're talking zones or i'll be um saying for this you know aerobic run keep your heart rate between 60 and 80 percent of um of you you know which and, and for the bike which is just aerobic training um and then i'll say for your bike keep it between 50 and 70 percent i might might do that occasionally um but generally speaking, yeah, you, you're kind of right. Um, but I do, I'm, I'm more of a fan, um, if we're not talking about power meters for running or cycling, I'm probably more of a fan of keeping things um, a lot more basic, either you know easy, moderate, medium, mad. Uh, I, I keep things between that. Um, but, but if you're going heart rate, yeah. If you want to train to zones, I, you know, you're probably probably right on there. But I, it, it, I wouldn't say avoid zone three. I, it, it, everything has contents to it. I, if you like, a lot of my long runs I give to athletes. If you're looking at heart rate training, I, I might say for the you know. Keeping in mind, you need a, a cool down. Let's say you're doing a two-hour run. Make the last fifteen. You know, let's say you start off with five minutes. Five minutes, um, probably in zone three, for instance. And then the next week will be ten minutes in. You know, your zone three, and then twenty minutes in zone. It just slowly builds up from there. So you're getting getting that race intensity, effortish intensity. Um, yeah. I do think you just need to, if you, obviously you're looking at heart rate zones, um, so I'd be probably hanging more toward, if that's what you want to go down, I'd be picking that one principal philosophy and heading down that way. And if it is, then you're probably, um, except for, well, I guess you did mention, except for um, doing race effort, pace slash efforts, zone three. You're probably yeah, probably close to avoid it, but then yeah, I don't like avoiding anything. <laughs> I I have troubles too. I think we all need to be efficient in everything as much as possible. So to say you need to avoid whatever, I I don't I just don't like to use the word avoid. But that, but that's just me if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com send me through an email tim at trainsmove.com till next episode hooray